0: So this past weekend, I was lucky enough to go turkey hunt with my buddy Evan down in Wichita. Uh, While we were down there, we decided to do kind of an on-the-fly podcast, Uh, but because we weren't in a studio setting, the audio quality suffers a little bit here, but uh, we were routinely visited by uh, Evan's dogs, Cash and Gunner, who they really, really wanted to be on the show, Uh, but Evan was a great interview, and we had a good time, and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks. yeah so yeah this was kind of a while I mean last minute I mean we planned it, yeah but yeah, then in the works, but yeah. then but then it was last minute because we weren't sure if I was gonna make it or not right yeah uh <clears throat> for <laughs> I guess for people who don't know uh i I alluded to it, but then removed the post because I didn't uh want to tell people I wasn't at home, and that uh, was oh, so it was yeah. kind of stupid of me uh yeah. on the. On the uh, Facebook page for the podcast, uh, I was in the hospital last week from uh, Wednesday until Tuesday. I was discharged on Tuesday and uh, went to the hospital and had, uh, I have, uh, diverticulitis. All the puppies are back. And uh, so that was fun. Thought I was going to have to have surgery. Thought I might die. Uh, It was... uh, it was, uh, it was an interesting week. Uh, I lost 15 pounds in the hospital because they didn't let me eat for four days, eat or drink. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so, I lost 15 pounds while I was there. So, that's, that's not how I'd planned on starting my uh, uh, weight loss journey. Yes. But,
1: uh, <laughs> <not the> <laughs> I yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh,
0: it is what it is. You got a little bit of a jump start. Hey, 15 worked, pounds yeah. in a week. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I think I've put a little bit of it back on after after they let me start eating again <laughs> and putting liquids back in my body, start drinking water. Um, we're probably going to be joined throughout the podcast by a couple of uh, puppies. So if you uh, you guys hear some heavy breathing, it's the it's the dogs being really excited that I came to visit. Apparently,
2: yes. very excited.
0: Um, so yeah, so this was kind of kind of unplanned. Uh, well, I mean, it was planned. Like I said, we. You know, we were, yeah, we've been talking about, yeah, a been talking about it for a minute, but then everything was kind of up in the air with my health, but made the trip down here and I'm alive. So, uh, and unfortunately all the turkeys are alive too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some
1: bearded
2: hens. Yeah. Around, yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. I saw that all the time. Yeah.
0: Uh, I've seen a couple on my farm. I've never shot one, uh, mm-hmm. but I know some people that have, but, uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think of. It's only been a day and a half, but it feels like, Seems like we've been a lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of miles, yeah. yeah we have yeah, we've been to too, yeah, been so. to a, been to a lot of places the last couple of days. Uh, so Saturday morning, we wake up, uh, go to your parents' property, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, we hopped in with your buddy. Yeah, it was already there. Yep. We're working some birds, yep. and uh, they were they were vocal vocal. Uh, it's just got in a little late. It was already it was already light out, but but they were they were being vocal. They were gobbling. Uh, they just weren't uh, they weren't on your property, right? Yeah. So, so we
2: kind of had to back off, and yeah, we eventually did get permission on that property, which is very nice where we wanted to be. So yeah, that worked in our favor for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so you got permission to go there, and we let's see so then we left we left your property and we ran around on public land for probably the next three or four hours
2: the birds there were just silent
0: yeah to the extreme yeah uh yeah. got on one uh, off the road and went in chased him for a little bit but I feel like he just got holed up with this, that with that hen yeah, somewhere
2: they got that live one with them. It's really hard to get them away from. Them. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. Uh, you had a guy spot your decoys and try to sneak up on you guys. hmm That
0: was interesting. Yeah. Trying not to get shot by a crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that's the uh, glory uh, of the uh, of hunting the
2: public ground, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, hunting, uh, hunting public land is... I've done it mm. like three times, maybe. Yep. Uh, you know, I've just been blessed and lucky to have private ground to hunt on and... Uh, uh, so it's, it was a different experience right, for me for sure. sure. Yeah. I'd I'd never never done it. Uh, so we did public for a little bit. <coughs> we went back to went back to your place. Uh, really just to kind of switch cars around. Yes, yes. And uh, just did a locate call while we were there and heard a gobble way off in the you know, distance.
2: The very back corner of our pasture.
0: Mm-hmm. We so. uh snuck up there and. Well, I think either I think you were the first one to see them. Yep. Because uh, I, I, my short ass couldn't uh, <laughs> over those trees. Uh, but we, we got semi close. We got to fifty-five, sixty yards. They pre- Fifty to sixty mm-hmm. yards, somewhere in there. We couldn't really get a rangefinder on them because there's so much brush. <coughs> yeah, there's
2: <was> a <coughs> so many cattails
0: in the way. Yeah. A lot of brush. We were kind of in like a little uh like like evergreen or like a pine grove. Right, yeah, almost so it was um it's kind of a unique unique place. But then um yeah, there was a little like tiny little baby marsh and a bunch of cattails growing up. We we got down and belly crawled all the way up, tried to I I belly crawled up to about about forty yards. But couldn't couldn't really get a shot, and then uh, uh, Tyson let one rip on on a bird, and I don't think he ended up hitting anything. We never found his arrow, but
2: no blood, fur, nothing. Yeah, remember. yeah, no feathers, feathers or anything
0: yeah. like that. So, so that was. Uh, we saw them all fly away to the spot where we think they were roosting. So, came back, ate lunch, took a nap. I apparently. Matt took a nap. Take too many naps, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, uh, hey, I offered to help you change your tire. <laughs> you sure did, I offered yeah. to help you change yeah, your tire. That was a Saturday deal was the nail on the tire. Oh, That's man. Cool. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was, we, we've had some bad luck. It was, uh, so we went back to Tyson's house. Yeah. Maybe we did, I can't remember why we went to your, your, your property. I felt like we had gone there to switch vehicles, vehicles? but I guess not. I oh, don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, went back to Tyson's place, and your tire—you had one tire that was completely flat. Completely. What'd you run over again? A
2: big old nail, just like an old school ten penny nail, hmm. and it went in sideways. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Like, that's why, right, because so he yes. couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't plug it. On the couldn't plug plug
0: it. Yeah. yeah. So, so.
2: That took a little. That took about a good hour of our time. Yep. Yeah. So. Came back here. And then matt took a nap for a long time
0: yep then we got up and got our bows really dialed in yep went out and i hadn't uh well i mean <laughs> it was definitely last minute because uh i hadn't only well hell i bear shaft tuned these arrows the day before mm-hmm. and shot broadheads well friday night yeah, friday night, yeah. so i bear shaft tuned thursday night drove down here friday night Went to a, like met at a pro shop. Shot some uh, shot some broadheads. Man, I've got some in my throat. <coughs> uh, antibiotics
2: making
0: you dry? Yeah, maybe. All oh, that delicious uh, breakfast I just had. <laughs>
2: the, the best
0: cafe in Mount Vernon. That's right. Yes, that's right. That uh, must be the only one. Also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, strapped on broadheads. Shot. Everything seemed to work. It's crazy when you bear shaft tune and you don't suck. Yeah, uh, and, yeah broadheads typically hit where you want them to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so all this already happened. Then we went out and shot broadheads again because I'd only shot them 20 yards, but we verified out to 40. Everything looked good. Just, you know, turkeys, Vitals the size of a damn grapefruit. Yeah. So uh, even, yeah, I mean, I... You can hit a turkey at forty yards, but hitting vitals That's at forty yards, yeah, yeah, especially because they're they're vitals. Depending on if they're strutting, like it's just your where you need to aim, like changes in dramatically. California, yeah, yeah so. A... Uh, but we got a uh, got dialed in about forty or so, and then went hunting again, and mm-hmm. uh, found a uh, found where they were roosting. Yes. Set up, or well. Created a game plan, really. Semi-hunted them, but then really trying to get some success for this morning. Then, uh, went out this morning, and everything was going to work.
2: 99% sure we're going to kill some stuff. Yep. Yep.
0: And then it didn't work. Yep, the uh, 1%
2: happened,
0: yes. <coughs> yes, it did. Um... So we set up, set up some decoys and a little, like, mini blind, and, uh... Kind of brushed it in. Uh, you dropped me off. I came in first. Uh, uh, mean that uh, I never. I took my kafaru out on its maiden voyage this weekend with uh, all those full size decoys strapped to the back of it and a chair and bag and and it worked out pretty well. Being able to very
2: slick bag, yeah, yeah, carry all that nice. stuff. Very nice.
0: Uh, so sub decoys got set up. Had them gobbling by the time you and Tyson came into the, uh, area where we were going to sit down or we just ended up standing, um, and they were talking, they were real Very responsive. Good. Very good. And, yeah. uh, I thought for sure they were going to pitch down into the, the field we wanted them to, uh, and then they got, they got real quiet and then how many birds pitched out of that, that tree to the south of us about
2: four or five yeah four or five hens with one with a beard yep they're all about 40 yards and they came down 30 40 yards yep and And, uh uh, went south yep coming north yeah
0: went the went the wrong direction but we had to have been i mean they had to have been staring at us for the better part of an hour Oh, for sure yeah uh so and
2: they got down real late too yeah yeah i I feel
0: like they did i feel like they got down real late uh but it was uh it was cold this morning we were not expecting it to be that cold. We were we were all freezing, <laughs> freezing our ass off. Thirty
2: two degrees is cold. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I was most definitely not dressed for thirty two degrees uh, to be standing on the ground. Uh, but those so those turkeys flew down. We and we all kind of split up, just trying to one of us try and connect on them. I ran around. The whole side of the field, and tried to flank him on the other side. And Tyson went the other way, and you just kind of stayed put in case we pushed him back to you. And... <coughs> Man, alive!
2: They just kept going south.
0: Yeah, they just took off.
2: Gonna to have any part of it?
0: Yep. So then, uh, then we, oh, uh, went uh, went back to your parents' place where you guys parked. Saw them. Yes, saw uh, them. Probably far out we're they were a half, mile, half mile out. South of us, yeah. yeah. And uh, I really had to go to the bathroom, so I did. It was dangerous <laughs> how close we were that getting we were getting to uh, yeah, to to the point of no return. And uh, used the bathroom, came back out and they were gone. Left
2: the county gone. Yeah. Yeah. No to be found.
0: We drove drove around your property, uh, and other properties, I guess, uh, several times, mm-hmm. looking for them. never spotted them. and then we walked a lot.
2: Like, two miles within a mile. Yeah. You know.
0: And, uh, checked, like, every patch of timber, see if we'd, something would bust out of there, but nothing happened, so. Nothing. They, they duped us hard this morning.
2: Yeah, and calling, and they were just quiet.
0: Yeah. Super quiet. Yeah. And they were wild. They were wild as hell this morning.
2: Yeah, you couldn't get them to shut up.
0: Yeah.
2: Everything they're responding to. You've had crows flying over and responding.
0: And... Yeah. Hoot owls are responding to. Yeah. Uh, any any call I made, they're responding to. That's uh, just natural
2: because you're a fantastic caller.
0: Well, it's just because my, my real high dollar custom slate calls. <laughs> Uh, they're they're not that expensive. I think they were like thirty bucks each. I know guys charge way more than that on some stuff. Um, but yeah, they were they were super vocal, man. Then they just shut up. But we're pretty sure they were all jakes. Uh, yeah. and it, I mean, it kind of makes sense when you've got jakes that are that are already hen up. They're, they're, you know, they're they're already they're king of their. Their own world at that point, so they don't want to. They don't want to leave the hens that they've got, so pulling them away can be difficult. Yes, but
2: there's next time. Yep. Yep.
0: Hunt yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, I'll be back uh, hunting Missouri next weekend, and then the weekend after, I think I'll be hunting Kansas again, but it's going to be up near Kansas City, and then back to Missouri because then that's. Second week will be open. See, Missouri's weird. It's like two two seasons. So there's a season that's the first week, and then a season that's the second and third week. And you can only kill one during the first season. But if you don't kill one during the first season, then you can kill two during the second season, but it has to be on separate days. Okay. Can't kill them back to back. So, and we have a two bird limit instead of three, like Kansas. Right. So, hopefully, I'll <coughs> we'll be able to tag out in Missouri. I'm pretty confident. I've had really good success on, on my farm and the other farm that I've got permission to hunt that's closer to me. But, uh, it's turkey hunting. Yep. never know. Never know. Yep. Never guaranteed. Uh, so... Uh, oh yeah, I, I guess I should probably introduce you uh, <laughs> We're uh, Hanging out with Evan I, Tice, Tice, Tice. Tice. Yes. Forever, I've been saying it wrong the whole time yes. I've been saying Thice, but <laughs> Tice, The H is silent yes. and T-I-C-E
2: is what we put down at restaurants There you go On the way around that
0: And uh, also joining us is Evan's puppies, Evan's dogs we got Gunner and we got Cash, and they're both uh, both really excited to be here. You probably hear them panting and, <laughs> yep. and drooling. Oh yeah, and they're real. They're real excited to have me come down and give them lots of attention.
2: Be their friend for a couple
0: days. Yeah. yeah, they were mauling me with licks and the, they the need the need to have be hugged. <laughs> tell us uh so you grew up hunting right yeah uh, right. uh but just tell us a little bit about what it was what's what's been like growing up in southern kansas and whitetail country and being a growing up to be a hunter down here
2: well i mean it's been great uh, we're, we've been blessed uh, growing up you know a uh, small family farm and having some private property to hunt that definitely helps um you know my dad's been hunting his whole life and so is his grandpa so it's just natural for us um my dad got me started real young I'm um, had my first uh, recurve when i was eight years old mm-hmm. you know running around the yard just flinging arrows at stuff you know not really knowing what i was doing yeah yep. then 13s when i got a, a real bow. i'd say is a hoyt razor tech oh yeah, yeah. it's very nice i started out shooting it with fingers actually and uh, see, I, uh, something yeah.
0: uh, something I've yeah, I've definitely noticed that a lot of people have just start like they didn't start with releases, mm-hmm. they started with fingers, even mm-hmm. you know, compounds. Uh, and I fit, and there's still that little like niche community that does that, does that, that. yeah. And I, I can't do it, I've got a lot of respect for those guys because yeah. it's 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 a challenge. I mean, yeah, you know. <coughs> well, I feel like. I feel like compounds are way more touchy for like any kind of Finger like movement. string yeah. pressure uh-huh. that you uh, put on it versus versus a trad bow because uh, you have that lid off. You can manipulate
2: the string a lot yeah, easier than you yeah, can on a on a trad bow.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely I did not. Uh, you know, I basically the first bow I picked up. My dad was like, "Here's a release. This is what you're gonna use." Here you go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and my uh,
0: dad's best friend was
2: teaching me the ropes as I was going, and then, you know, i just, I'd have a natural tendency to tinker, so I'd tear it apart, put it back together, you know, just sides rests when I started, and then I bought my first bow, was a Z7 Extreme.
0: Oh. Yeah. I yeah. went
2: to the shop and bought it, and I was 29 and a half inch draw length at that time, yeah, I didn't know any better. Not at all. I was 5'3 and 130 pounds soaking wet. Huh. Shooting 29 and a half inch draw length. But hey, I made her work. Yep, I tagged out that year on a nice size, a little seven pointer, probably about 120 inches. Yeah. And then, uh, after that, I've had so many bows, I can't remember what I had
0: after that one. But yeah, well, I know you've had a yeah. lot of bows. I remember you put that list together a couple of years ago. Yes,
2: and I'm addicted to buying bows.
0: Yes. It's not like I'm getting the next best thing. It's just I'm
2: just getting something different mm-hmm. because I have to. <laughs> I've got this inkling in me that makes me buy
0: crazy amounts of bows. <laughs> <laughs> you might be worse than Blaine, but Blaine keeps all of his. Oh, yeah. No, that... I'd be in so much trouble if I kept all mine. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So uh, much trouble. So, yeah, uh, the Z7 was a a great bow.
2: Yeah, it was a really nice bow.
0: What was, uh, uh, because you have a a lot of knowledge on bows and bow history, I feel like, uh, what was the difference between the Z7 and the switchback?
2: The the Z7 had a different style cam. Okay. And I think that was the first year they came out with their gridlock riser design. Okay. Which is what uh, was a major difference other than that just had a little bit more speed and still same single cam. Yeah. They went to a different style of solid limb, the SE3 composites. So, it is is a, a slim, pretty slim limb. That you're pretty sure they changed those up. Yeah, they did. and They had a new uh, pocket system as well. Hmm. And that's when they really started that's when they really started pushing their zebra strings too.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot Zebras made by Matthew, mm-hmm. right? Matthew's yes. made. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. 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 Those are some good bows. The uh, technology behind them is, you know, they never really, really come out of time. Right. You know, they're always in time, per se. So, that's one of their bragging points. But they kind of moved away from that the past few years, you know, getting into the dual cams and yeah, split limbs. Yeah, and, they don't, I mean,
0: yeah. I'm trying to think of,
1: they do, have, do they even make a single they cam have,
2: anymore? They had the Z3, I know. Yeah. But I think they moved on from that this year, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. It was a Z7 Extreme, and then after that, I cannot remember what I had. I know I had, a, I had a Martin bow in there. Yeah. The the one where the limb came around and smacked me in the forehead. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. That was my own ignorance, though, at that time. I just kept loosening the limb bolts, you know, I was going to take a bow fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that one the hard way. <laughs>
0: so the limb just, like, popped yeah, out? Yeah, the limb
2: came out of the top limb pocket, literally just came around and smacked me on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I still explain right here. So oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's the Martin Bangle Pro right there. That's the one. I still got, I actually had a guy machining parts for it. I'm going to rebuild it. See, I got the top limb and the cam back in there. Huh,
1: yeah? yeah
2: see, yeah. My buddy Andy, he uh, had a guy machining me these, you know, limb bolt pocket and all that good stuff. There you go. So, and then I got my wife's building pieces. I had to borrow it a couple years ago when I was in between bows and in deer season. Switching in deer season like I do. <laughs> and
0: you just took her bow apart and
2: Yeah, I had some sixty to seventy pound limbs I had laying around and I had my mods. So I just just an
1: E thirty five?
2: E thirty five, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the many I've owned, yeah. One of the five. Yeah. You know. they great bows. They're very nice bows. Elite's
0: best, in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't I haven't shot Elite's newer stuff. Uh, but I had an E35 for a hot minute, and there was nothing nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it. I just, uh, uh, what did I, I think I ended up trading my E35 for a DEF CON, I'm pretty sure. That's good, yeah. Yeah. I went from, <laughs> that was an interesting year for me for Bose. I had a Nitrum Turbo, then I traded that for an E35, and then I traded that E35 for a, a DEF CON 6.
2: The Drawlink specific model? Yeah, yeah, I
0: think so. Okay. And then and then I traded that DEFCON six for a Botec BTX thirty one. Yeah, that was a nice boat. Because they had a thirty one and a twenty eight, yeah. Uh-huh. So I traded for that BTX thirty one and then a Harvest Brown Nitrum Turbo popped up locally. And I asked the guy if he was interested in trading, and he said yes. So Nice. I traded all those bows just to go back to get back to a nitrogen <laughs> turbo. Uh, but I had it in harvest brown, which was like That's a good color. Yeah. V color. Yeah. anodized. Yep. Yeah, has yeah. right?
2: very nice color. Yeah, I really I really very like nice that
0: color. Um so you've got uh you've got some real unique mounts downstairs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um what's uh, uh we'll save you. we'll save your story. Uh your big deer for uh, here in a little bit but what's uh what's probably what's the most crazy story you've got on one of the other deer you you have mounted yeah, i know you, i know yeah. you say you've still got a couple over at yeah, your parents, parents house mom, so you have yeah horns
2: at the taxidermist getting fixed i was supposed to get a cape for it this year but this is the first year i did not tag out in a long time yeah yeah and it was kind of a different what's experience. your limit what's your limit in kansas one buck one buck we're a one buck state. Yep. And then depending on which unit you're in, it depends on how many does you can kill. Gotcha. So summer one, summer three, you know. So I did get me a doe, but that was it. Hmm. Pretty. It was a weird season. I had a lot of young bucks, but I didn't really have a lot of mature bucks on my property. Yeah. So it just didn't shake out. But back to your point, my favorite uh, experience is my biggest one, but my most memorable, I would say, is that. Uh, Nine pointer down there, you know, it's kind of looking down, and he's got his mm-hmm. ears pinned back at you. Mm-hmm. Got the big old swollen neck, uh, yeah. So, I was in that stand that morning, and I didn't well, hold on,
0: hold on. By stand, oh, you, yeah. you really oh, just mean yeah. a tree, a tree limb, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you don't know, hunt in stands,
2: I do sometimes, <laughs> but not as much, yeah. So, you
0: literally just like hike up a tree, crawl up a tree, and, and get just, on a limb, and just I sit just, on a limb.
2: Yeah, and then I, I break off shooting lanes and cut off shooting lanes, and that's how I've done it. You know, I just find their trails are fine where they're moving, and I don't really run cams much anymore at all. So, yeah. So I'm just kind of basic. Hmm. I'm a minimalist, I guess you yeah, could say. Yeah, I guess
0: so. Have you ever thought about doing a saddle?
2: A saddle? I have not. I have not tried that. That looks, that looks kind of crazy. I don't know if I'd be into... Oh, well, I don't know how much crazier uh-oh. it is than just sitting <laughs> on a limb. Oh, it's not that bad. I mean, you can... Maybe catch yourself if you fall, (laughs) which I wasn't successful at that one year when I fell out of the tree. Yeah, Yeah. you've
0: fallen a couple times.
2: Okay, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I
0: just wanted to point out that when you say "got in the stand," you literally just mean the killing uh, tree. I I, I hopped in a tree. Yeah,
2: Uh, climbing the tree, which I don't recommend to everyone. Try to be safe out there and try to wear the harness, but. Yeah, so I was uh, hunting that morning. It was before work. I didn't ask my boss if I could be late to work, but that's how it ended up. So uh, that morning, I climb in the tree. There was really wasn't much going on. And it was, I think it was around November 10th or 11th. Okay. I think yeah, I it's right probably it right, right after the peak. of the ride. Yeah, probably yeah. Right, yeah. right around uh, the peak. Right of the ride around there. Take- and uh, didn't see much. And then as I'm getting ready to leave, I see this buck t- t- take this... Uh, doe south into a nice really nice club every tree that property i showed you that we went to mm-hmm. and uh so the wind was actually out of the north that day which is good for me so as i was climbing down i was like you know what, I'm just gonna go to work i'm gonna leave him alone but i looked over and he's just raking this tree up and down Yeah, that doe bedded in them cedar trees i'm like you know what i'm gonna try to put a stalk on him and the grass we had lanes mowed in it at that time and it mm-hmm. wasn't, really wasn't that tall it's probably about maybe three and a half four foot tall So I crawled up, I crawled, he was uh, west of me and I was east of him. So I had to crawl, I had to crawl about a hundred yards just to get in range with him. So I crawled about 60 yards, got to about 40 is where I ranged him at and he was broadside. And I was gonna sit up and take the shot. Well, I sat up and he looked right at me. I'm thinking my hunt's over. There's just no way this is happening. And he uh, looks at me, pins his ears back and he puffs up and gets real big and he just starts coming right at me, just walking paw for paw and i'm like oh my gosh what is going on <laughs> and uh so uh he's working his way to me he just keeps coming keep coming i mean he's looking right at me i'm just sitting there on the ground i'm, I'm shaking like i don't know what to do i've yeah. never had this happen before so uh he comes right at me right at me He gets about 20 yards and i'm thinking if i don't take a frontal shot i'm gonna get my ass whooped <laughs> so he comes in I, I pull back and he just kind of picks up his head and I don't know what happened at that time, but I was shooting nocturnals at that time. But I didn't tell you this. I was shooting nocturnals at the time. And when I shot, I had kind of pulled when my knock blew up. And my oh, uh, shit. Yeah, my knock completely blew up, yeah. And uh, just like green you sparks. Are, you know, you green are sp- not
0: the first person I have heard yeah, say that.
2: Yeah, And I was shooting my 84-pound factor at that time. <laughs> I so, God. yeah. Did you have a dangerous game? No, uh no. Nope. It was just it was an 80-pound 80, 80 80 pound fac- pound factor. It a little bit of of limbs, yeah. So, uh, yeah. God, word. And uh, so... Yeah, I put it right on his chest and uh I shot and I pulled and my uh, knock busted and green little sparks went everywhere. And I just see my arrow sailing, like it's going right over his head and it just caught him right in the white patch and fur just flew and he just fell right over. I was like, Well that'll work, I guess. Yeah. That'll work. Jeez. I didn't so, yeah, you didn't tell me that. I didn't tell good. you that. Yeah, I shoot nocturnals at the time. It was the last time I ever did that. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my favorite story and I got him mounted how he was looking at me when I shot him, so Yeah. And then I had to call the boss and say, hey, I shot a deer. You care if I'm late? He's okay with it. So well, there you go. That was very nice, yeah. Yeah. That was probably my favorite experience out there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a man, especially come away with a deer like that after a knock blows up on you. Yeah. Man, you're yeah. you're lucky that carbon didn't... Very lucky, yeah. ...didn't break on you, too. Yeah. I know that. I'm pretty sure that happened to Brian when he was describing a... He was shooting at a deer a couple years ago, and I think all he found was like the front end of his arrow or something like that. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's it sounded like his knock blew up, if I remember correctly. Smoked the riser and cracked didn't (coughs) he? Yeah. Um, Man. Well, that's a. So did you did you find the arrow? Yeah, I found the arrow. Yeah. Was, was the back of the carbon split at all? No, or? I was shooting.
2: A, I had a brass bushing in the back. Oh, okay. So that's probably what saved me, to be yeah. honest, a, yeah, yeah. brass bushing, bushing. And then there's just pieces of that nocturnal sticking out of that back of that bushing. it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so.
0: Huh. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to pick your brain on a little bit is string material. Yes. As yes. something I don't know anything about. Oh. Now, okay, so to give a little more context to this, you used to run... The bow shop at a, or the bow
1: yeah, uh-huh. section, the, yeah, whatever uh, you want to call board, it. The archery department. archery yeah, department yeah, at, uh-huh.
0: a, at a pro shop a little, a little ways up the road. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, And you were building strings there, or were you I building? building? I was building them at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was building uh, at home. Are you, are you still doing that a little I bit? Not, or? I'm not. I got rid of all my stuff, when we bought this house. Oh, yes, okay. yeah. yeah uh uh-huh. yeah. um, so. so, Ed... Educate me on <clears throat> educate me on the string material a little bit because I it uh, it seems like everyone and their grandma is a string maker now. Yes, yes. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with, wrong with that. If you can make a good string, then go for it. Uh, but I uh, I don't I don't know much about it. Um, I know uh, I know especially for for trad. I mean, tra- I'm sure trad's a little bit different. But like there are guys that are like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like. Buy a little bit. I'm gonna buy this equipment and start making traditional strings, and they just start doing it, and start that's it. it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it doesn't seem like there's a, a huge investment. But I know for compounds, there's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like colts, depending on what kind of material you're using, right. and yeah. you know some some guys yeah. think that uh, I think mercury or Bcy. Right. I don't. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's one thing I am right. very ignorant on is strings. So. I'll uh I'll let you educate us for a few minutes. So on there's it. a there's a
2: difference in certain materials. Some are blended, some are non-blended. Right here, I got a roll of fury. If you can you can feel that there.
0: Okay, you just see how that feels. Almost feels like floss. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then here's a blended material. And now feel that.
0: It's quite a bit softer. Yeah, right? soft, and it's it actually soft. like it feels like a. Like more of a string. Like this feels, like it mm-hmm. al- almost feels like it's, it's not round. Right. Uh, like I don't, I don't know how to describe. Well, it. l- like it's a piece of floss. That that's mm-hmm. the that's the fury you say, yeah, right? Yeah, fury. Uh-huh. Uh, but that whatever that is is way softer. It's yeah. A,
2: that's 452x. Okay. So uh, what you'll have with fury, it's a lot easier to work with actually, than a 452x. Gotcha. And um, it actually does have a harder shot too. It's like a I don't know how to explain like a stiffer like a stiffer feel to it mm-hmm. there's not as much give right. since it's not blended it's a sk99 dyneema and they've actually been coming out with some new stuff here like uh they came out with uh, that bcyx 99 and then they came out with mercury you know which are good materials mm-hmm. uh it just really depends on where you hunt it's what, you re- what you really need and most of your uh, top target shooters are going to be shooting 452x um and you'll see most of them are shooting like a natural color because mm-hmm. of how they're laid up like this takes a different process this color makes a different process than what the natural color does. Really? The natural doesn't have any, really any extra added wax or extra colors. You mm-hmm. get the color in there and the wax in there, it takes a different, just a different uh, process. Hmm. But it's not to say that it's not stable. Yeah. It's just consistency-wise, color to color, you're going to get a little bit of variance. Hmm. Just because of the different I way they nev- infuse Never would have thought of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So your uh, 452X is a 33% uh, Vectran. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get your stability from in various weather conditions. Vectran on itself is not a very stable material. That's like a lot of the older bows, mm-hmm. like the 90s. I think early 90s bows had a lot of Vectran in them, and they have rotated. They weren't stretching, per se, but they were rotating. You mm-hmm. can have stretch without rotation. Right, right. So that's where that comes from. But if you're looking for, like, a, a string material to compare everything to, it's 452X. That's what you Know top pro shooters are that's what everything's been compared to since its inception. Hmm. And they just came out with a new one of 454, which is the highest grade Dyneema because this is SK 77 Dyneema, if I remember right. Mm-hmm.
0: I may have to look that up, but so Dyneema is the material, yes. Okay, uh-huh. yes. and so when you say uh, uh, 452, is that or 452, 454? That's the grade? Uh, basically the... just the name. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Like, okay you okay, have like gotcha,
2: Rampage, gotcha. Fury. Right. Like Rampage is made out of, from Brownell, is like 452X. BCY. Right. see why. So that's just basically their name, what they come up with it. Gotcha. So, yeah. And then usually your 452X is a little bit more expensive than Fury. At least it was when I was buying it. But other than that, I mean, 452X is the, the material I really prefer. You'll see guys with Fury, depending on various weather conditions, get a little stretch, get a little creep, and then when you're building these and laying these out, uh, in my testing, I found that 452X settled faster mm-hmm. and quit moving faster.
0: How long do you stretch your strings? Well,
2: when I stretch 452X, I would do it at 400 pounds for 20 to 30 minutes, depending, just see how long I got the movement out of it. So that's what I did, and then usually I on cables. On my bows, I'd always bump the cables up. The cable thickness, I'd add extra two to four strands. What that does for me is cut down my lead off. I like the little lead off. Mm-hmm. So I can cut down my lead off that way and get a, a little bit more stability on there because all your load goes is the cables at full draw. So if you have mm-hmm. more of your more strands in the cables, you're not going to get as much. You know what I mean? You're going to Yeah, a lot more solid on that back end, Huh. per se.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I know... Yeah. Does the does the amount of strands that you use vary per cam? It I know can,
2: you... it can. Yeah, um, most of your standard sizes are going to be about twelve thousandths around that area, twelve thousandths. So you can build around twelve thousandths, be pretty fine. Which that's going to be your strands and your and your serving material, your finish, your finish size. Hmm. And you can measure that with a micrometer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Is is the type of serving material you use as big of a deal as the string material? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You don't want serving separation. Uh, usually, uh, Majesty and Halo are your tougher ones.
0: I know. I've my trad strings from Steve are done with Halo. Halo. I'm pretty Halo's sure. Yeah.
2: Pretty good. Halo's really good. Halo and uh, Angel Majesty are what? I prefer. Three uh, D is what a lot of guys use too. It's because it's cheaper and it does pretty well when done right. But it's, it's a softer material. It doesn't hold up, per se, as long. Hmm. So Halo and Majesty are, are pretty nice.
0: How <clears throat> how often should guys be changing strings? Depends. If it, I, I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I know uh, a lot of okay. it depends oh, yeah, on how course, much you, uh, you practice and stuff like that. How much like you that. shoot, how much and all that.
2: Um, and 452X is going to give you more fray. It doesn't mean that your string is bad. Right. You're just seeing that blend of Vectran come out. But uh, I don't know. I change my strings like every six months. Just because when I was building them, I could, really. I yeah. Mean, I didn't really need to. But if you shoot a lot, I mean, you're going to every year, probably. Yeah. Every year, probably. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys that haven't put an ounce of wax on their string shooting for five to seven years. Hmm. Yeah. It just depends and varies wildly. Um, and another thing that can cut down the life of the string is actually overstretching. You can break down the strands a little prematurely by overstretching.
0: Overstretching when they're being when made? When up.
2: When they're being built up. You huh. Yeah. You can actually break down the fibers in there if you stretch for way too long. So that's another thing. And you can actually cause 452X to fuzz up faster if you burnish too hard. If you what too hard? Burnish too hard. It's like... What's burnish? When you roll it up. Uh-huh. So you'll have two posts or four posts, however you lay right. it up. You right. know, you lay it up. You get your 24 strands, your 24 loops, or however you count it, 12 or 24 depending on how you count it. Right. You twist it up, and then to remove some of the excess wax... Some people, I like can take their the, this bowstring I've got in my hand, wrap it around the string, and run it up and down to get rid of the excess wax. If you do that too hard, it'll cause it to fuzz up too. Hmm. Yeah, and if you get low wax rolls, because there's like no
0: wax on it at that point. Right.
2: Yeah. You're you're ruining the fibers when you're doing that. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, if you get low wax rolls, I've no, I don't even bother with burnishing. Hmm. It Keeps them keeps them from fuzzing up a little prematurely. Yeah. Huh. And then I, I've got a lighter around here somewhere because I can actually show you what happens when these get in extreme heat. Yeah, go chase one down. All right, so the first one I'm going to burn for you is uh, this non-blended material. And you'll see what happens here when you light this up. Whoa. See how it just keeps going? Keeps yeah. Keeps going. <laughs> now I'll light up this... uh. Blended material,
0: huh? Yeah, just stops. Really, yeah. Moved a little bit, but not nearly yeah, as just much stops. as the first one.
2: Yeah, that's your Vectran. You see those little extra strands? Yeah, sticking out right there. Mm-hmm. Those longer ones—that's your Vectran right there. Hmm. It's a lot more heat resistant.
0: So I'm guessing that would probably hold up better for like the tournament shooters that are shooting... In high it, temps. Well, high temps, and right. they're shooting and, a lot. Yes, Because yes. When, you, when you shoot a lot, I'm guessing it puts there's a lot... There's friction. There's yeah. a lot of friction. There's a lot of heat on yeah. those strings. So when you're at the end of the course or you're at the end of uh, You know, you're on your 10th your end for, you know, if you're shooting uh, 60 times, then... There's, there's a lot of heat there's that's going on in those strings. Under, yeah. Yeah.
2: Those fibers are fighting each other constantly through that shot cycle and building up heat and friction on their own. So, hmm. yeah, it's a pretty neat little deal. I mean, it's just a simple little test to show you what you have. I mean, blended versus not blended. Yeah. But uh, usually your non-blended materials, you can get away with more strands, which equals technically more stability per se. So this, you build out a Fury or uh, that uh, new Mercury, you're probably going to be around 28 to 32 strands uh 452x you're gonna be around 24 strands for a standard
0: just because it's that much thicker
2: right hmm. yes mm-hmm. is that much thicker it lays up that much thicker to get your finished diameter right so
0: that's wild hmm. so 452x is like is what that's what i prefer yeah
2: yeah definitely hmm. definitely and uh uh, I think Big Cat Steve Anderson, that's yeah, pretty much what he runs
0: exclusively is 452X in natural color. Hmm. Is there. So I know in the trad bow world, specifically the bear bow, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of guys that don't like bright colors on their strings because it messes, it messes with them when they're oh, shooting. When they're shooting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that a thing in the compound world? I'm at not all?
2: sure. I've never. I've never even heard
0: of anyone. A corner, that. if that's yeah. why, uh-huh. like a lot of those guys might do the natural colors. We get a double benefit to yeah. it. Yeah, it could be. It don't know. I've never, doesn't annoy them? And, I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah I guess. In the, in the I've, I, I've never noticed it, and I've uh-huh. got like, uh, I think flow orange strings on my yeah. on my recurve, yeah. and I've never been like, oh, this Just string is it it. this yeah. string is getting in my way, <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe maybe now that I'm thinking about it, it will. Right, definitely. Um, huh. Well, that's that's interesting. Like I said, I don't I don't know anything about string types, but mm-hmm. it sounds like four fifty two X is what I is what I is want. It, yeah, I'm pretty so, sure that's
2: what comes on your darton.
0: Isn't its it? Is it? I, I think so. I Have no idea. It's a speckled color. Usual speckled colors are, are blended materials. So I know. I'll, to, I'll have to ask Garrett if he had it restrung uh-huh. or or if he put a new string on I it. See. I think he, he might have bought it new. I just saw the manufacturing date on it, and boat's not even two years old. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess not. It was huh. uh. September it was built September thirteenth day after my birthday, of twenty seventeen. Oh wow! So yeah, that is uh, new. Yeah, very new. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty new bow. All things considered. And shooting the bow quiet, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's it pretty pretty quiet. I mean, my arrows are pretty heavy pretty enough heavy. to yeah. to yeah. quiet it down. But even shooting the XXLs, uh, there was a little bit of a whistle. Uh, it wasn't crazy. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, it, wasn't crazy but at all. it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I wouldn't hesitate to shoot that at a at a deer at 40 50 yards uh if if i needed to um now i mean you know now i'm all about trying to get closer with a recurve uh, yeah. but uh if you know if worse comes to worse puppy if worse comes worse i'd i'd fling that big of a a broadhead that far if i if i had to to. uh yeah and i i didn't yeah i'd Really wasn't that loud. No that I'm thinking about it. Uh yeah, I shot there there was some type of feather cut. I can't I wanna say it was uh not not Gateway because that's the brand. Uh a shield cut feather, I think. That was uh out of my recurve that was so loud. Super loud. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I'm probably I'm probably gonna get grilled on this because it probably wasn't a shield. It was probably something else. But whatever that cut was was so loud. so loud, and I was like, "This isn't gonna work." No. So I'm gonna have to refletch those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so what what is the benefit? You you, you mentioned um, uh, weather a couple times. Yes, uh-huh. So what's what's the benefit of 452x with different types of? Or was it 452 that was
2: 452X is really good in varying weather conditions. Very cold to hot. Like I left my target bows in my truck was at work 110 degrees here you know human no yeah. movement. Oh yeah. At all. yeah. None at all with 452X and when I was building out a Fury I mean I would get I would get movement. Hmm. That's what really drove my change because I started out building with Fury. Yeah. So I really, I switched everything over to 452X and I built with BCYX there for a little bit but still 452X won out on all my tests. Yeah. On my stretch tests and Uh, stretch times and everything like that. Hmm. So, when you're also building the string, getting the uh, serving rotation is pretty critical. So, to not cause peep rotation. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, explain that a little bit, because it seems like every bow I ever get, uh, like, uh the peep just moves all over the place, and I can't figure it out. Yeah,
2: definitely. And uh, that could be how they lay up the end serving, the center serving, any of that serving. What you want to do is when you lay it out, and imagine you got one post on your left hand side one post on your right hand side and you twist it up and let's just say your twists are going towards you or clockwise you'll want to serve with that you'll want the serving okay. to get tighter as you go okay Or the string to look like you're getting tighter as you go with your serving right so when you start serving you want that string to turn into you get tighter mm-hmm. and what that does is make sure that when that Pressure when you put it around the cams, it lays up evenly, like it, it forms evenly around the cams. Mm-hmm. When you don't do that, it's the serving direction and the string direction are fighting each other,
1: and that's where oh, okay. Get that from. Okay, mm-hmm. that would to make put sense it in basic terms, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of the uh, in very rough comparison, but when you on a trad bow, when you tie in a uh, movable knocking point. Uh-huh. You want to tie it in the same direction that your serving is, so you can spin it up right, and down. Right, so that we're not fighting it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, if you if you do it the other way, you're it'll actually it. it'll cut into the serving, and then you'll have that that separation. S- that separation, mm-hmm. which is not no good. no yeah, point oh. no yeah. at
2: all. Yeah. And then like a lot of people when they redo their center servings, I've seen them do it the wrong way quite a bit and cause it, you know, some rotation. Yeah. So you just want to make sure when you're serving that the string is getting tighter as you're serving. That's just pretty basic rule, so yeah, yeah. to keep that
0: from happening. So, and I want to, uh, we've we've had some uh, with on various Facebook groups. We've had some um, discussions about uh, arrow clocking. Yes,
2: and yes. And
0: I, I'll, I'll tell you my personal experience, and and you tell me if I'm crazy or not, because your theory is that your Arrow rotation is largely based on the twist of your string, right?
2: Could be, yes, could be, and there are a ton of factors that go do into Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, because, so I, I stumbled across arrow clocking mm-hmm. when uh, Donnie Thacker first did wrote that yeah, art, yeah, article it, in uh, something, was, Peterson's or...
2: Yeah, and I think Levi actually came out several years
0: before and did that also. Did he really?
2: Yeah, there's been, it's been around for quite a while. So... Yeah.
0: Uh, actually, uh, my buddy Frank posted, like posted the link Uh and then I I read it from Donnie and I was like, well, this is worth checking out. So I went downstairs and I grabbed like, I had like four or five different arrows Uh and I shot all of them and three of them, I think I had five arrows, three of them rotated to the left, Uh two of them rotated to To the the right right. Uh and, uh, and out of my wife's bow, uh, who was also right-handed, uh-huh. it was the opposite. Three the opposite. of them rotated to the right, and two of them rotated, rotated to the, the left. left. Uh, and I, I swear, like, when I, on those particular arrows, I was like, okay, the, my hunting arrows, uh-huh. I was like, okay, they rotated to the left, I'm going to fletch them up with a left helical, or I think I did a left offset, because right. I, did, uh-huh. I didn't have a uh, <coughs> helical clamp, uh-huh. and I'll be damned if my groups didn't get a little bit it tighter yeah. at least uh-huh. I, at least i think they did i, they did. I, I yeah. felt like uh-huh. they did uh but uh yeah i just i was very confused like why certain ones would rotate one way and others would rotate the other yes. uh, especially if it if it could be based off of twist because that makes yeah. sense uh-huh. to me right yeah. because when i'm when the cams are returning to rest The strings are probably going to have a natural tendency, depending on the twist, to move a certain way as they go back.
2: Correct. Yeah, and Uh, that could influence what you're seeing there. Yeah, could influence that. And uh, I've done it too. I've shot left, left helical when my you know my shafts were supposedly spinning left and Mm -hmm. had good luck. I mean, but I just run right hand just because you know it's standard now. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some merit to it, I guess. There's
0: there's a lot of I'll have to I'll have to dig into this and post it in the show notes. There's a, within the precision rifle community, most, like, ninety ninety nine 99% of rifles, uh, when they make the barrel, the rifling is a right twist. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and <coughs> a guy, I'm pretty sure it was a guy named Jim C, who runs, oh, Ac- not Accuracy International... I know he's done this stuff for he's done a bunch of stuff for like burger bullets and like he's he's a genius. A lot of testing. Uh, and god, I can't remember he's up in Iowa. Anyway, point being, he did a bunch of testing and left uh left spin barrels did better at longer distances because of the Coriolis effect. Okay. Yeah. Because uh-huh. of the rotation of the, of the earth, earth. Yeah. Apparently like, apparently, like, left-handed twist barrels are better if you're going to be shooting longer distance. I I just thought it was fascinating. It's not uh-huh. exactly related, but I was right. like, man, that's that's cool.
1: Yeah. a lot of science it when it is it's that know, probably, <laughs> way over out. my head.
0: Hey, yep,
2: that could be the same effect. Yeah. You, you never know, long-range archery shooting. But, yeah. I mean, the yeah. ranges aren't
0: even nearly the same, but... Yeah. Uh-huh. But, well, I mean... It's the time of the air yeah, 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 time of the uh-huh. air is probably... Yeah. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. shooting longer distance, it's probably... Similar, I would yeah, guess. Could be, yeah, That's something I'd like to look at now. Yeah, I'm no. Thinking now about, that it. Think about it, yeah,
2: we might have to test a new crazy theory.
0: Yeah, With the rotation of the Earth
2: affects arrow grouping at hey, long distances. Hey, you, you never, never know. know. Never know. Never know.
0: Um. Okay, so I won't. Uh, I won't belittle the point anymore. Uh, for well, or belabor the point. I don't know. I won't make. I won't make the people wait. Um, tell us. Did you ever name him? Oh, my buck. Yeah, yeah. no. No, he re- he remains nameless. Remains nameless. Yes. Tell us, uh, tell us the history uh, and the story of your of your big guy downstairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first, he, what 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 did he end up grossing? Two twenty three and six ace was his gross
2: official. Whew. Yeah, we we got him up. We had him at two twenty five uh, gross green, mm-hmm. which we missed a missed a measurement or did a uh, measurement wrong mm-hmm. which was easy to do on him uh the the scorer yeah. was on the phone for like three hours trying to you know get everything straightened out and get right, it right. so it yeah was... I bet i bet
0: this when the, yeah. you brought that into the scorers they were like oh great yeah he, wonderful
2: he made a house call he came to my house which was wonderful and scored it for me and we were there for quite some time both of us kind of scratching our heads and getting <laughs> on the phone, you know. So it was, it was a cool experience. But uh, he ended up netting one ninety-two and four eighths. Man, official, official even, net. Yeah, he got hit pretty hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. even <laughs> even after all yeah. that, it's
0: still that's still you know, awesome. nearly a two hundred inch year. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. I mean, it's substantial. That's it's nothing
2: to be upset about at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that probably never happened to me again. But I'm gonna keep trying. Yeah to keep trying well you're in kansas
0: so it can happen It could
2: happen it It could yeah so i killed him on 10 acres which people are like wow 10 acres yeah
0: Uh, but that that just goes to show you that like any anybody like i mean i'd say anybody but like a guy an average guy who is dedicating to hunting his own land if he wants to can probably figure out a way to buy 10 acres oh yeah, yeah. it's not uh-huh. a, it's not substantial it's not a yeah. monstrous investment right. you aren't right. going to go bankrupt from buying 10 acres right. yeah and uh the fact that you shot him on a 10 acre track is is
2: pretty cool yeah yeah it's crazy and uh yeah so history behind him was i was lazy that year uh didn't have my trail <laughs> cameras out and uh uh my dad got a call from the guy we farmed for he's like hey your kid needs to go get out here and shoot this giant buck you know, and you always hear about giant deer. You yeah. know, and you're just like, it could be, could not. Be. Every you just every, want to take it with a grain of salt. Every farmer yeah. ever yeah. is yeah. like, I uh-huh. saw the biggest
0: yeah. deer ever. Yes. And then uh-huh. and then you see it, and it's like 150 inches, which, which is like, nice it, is yeah, a nice deer, really but nice it's deer, like right. it's like okay, like that's normal. here. Yeah. This yeah. is this isn't a, a super a big deal. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yep. So yeah. So he calls, and uh, you know, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll hunt down there. You know, it's not my favorite spot. Yeah to be honest. And, uh, so I hunt down there a few times and then, uh, my taxidermist lives just north of, north of there. And, uh, he had some feed there. He had a feed patch and he had some pictures of him. He showed them to me. It's like, well, we're going to kill it. One of us is going to kill this thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So,
0: uh, so that was the first. So the first time that you had actually seen this deer was a picture of it. it. Was
2: a picture of it. Yeah, I didn't even get to see it in person for the first. You know. Yeah, first time seeing it, and I was like, "Oh my God!" Yeah, yeah, like this. That farmer was not lying. <laughs> yeah, that's I a, feel so bad. That's yeah. a big deer. I feel terrible. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go after him. So uh, I've got this killing tree. I call it on my ten acres. You know, mm-hmm. it's on the southeast end, and uh, I'd hunted there a few times before that. It was. Well, I mean, as soon as I saw the picture, I mean, I was out there. I mean, I was out there as much as I could possibly was yeah, causing, I would, I would be too. without causing a breakup. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we get out there and I'm, you know, I'm hunting away and it comes to September 29th is the first time I see him in the flesh and he comes out early by himself. I mean, perfect. Wind was perfect. Everything was perfect. Didn't bump any deer coming in. I just felt great. So, uh. He makes his way over the fence, comes on to us. He's just walking, walking, walking. I'm like, showtime. You know, and I'm just shaking. I mean, yeah. I'm shaking down this limb I'm on. I'm pretty sure <laughs> if the wind wasn't right, he'd be hearing that tree rattle. Yeah. And I'm up there hyperventilating, like, remember how to breathe. Like, I don't get to, I never got this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm just like,
1: <clears> that's it.
2: You know, I'm like, oh, my God. It is, I can't believe this is going to happen. so in all that excitement, I made a very rookie mistake and he came at 31 yards, and I had my single pin set at 30 yards. Well, I somehow my brain disconnected, and I bumped my pin to 50 yards. And uh, he stops, perfect broad shot, shot, boom, air mailed that arrow right over yeah. his back. And I am sick. Like, I am the maddest I've ever been in my life, and... The wind was right i really don't think he heard the shot he just heard the arrow go over him yeah so he ran about 20 yards north and just stood there i'm just sick like i'm not even gonna attempt to send another arrow like i'm just he's never coming back you, you don't see a deer like that in person let alone get a shot miss and see him again right and all the pictures that uh my text numbers had was at night yeah so i'm thinking that was my shot that was it yeah so I get down and I call was gonna be my fiance. I killed the deer on October third and I got engaged October thirteenth. Oh yeah. So Kylie Kylie and I were still boyfriend and girlfriend at the time I called her. I was like, I quit. I'm done. I'm never hunting I'm again. Never again. I'm done. <laughs> like I even this is bad, I even tossed my bow out of the tree like I'm done. This is never I was so upset. What with bow myself. were you shooting? I was shooting an expedition, oh, right. yeah. yeah, and yeah. it was in cryptic yeti, so it was bright white. Yeah. Bright white, flow orange strings, you yeah. know. Threw it out of the tree, moped my ass back home, you know. I'm pretty sure I cried myself to sleep that night. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is terrible. I didn't even sleep at all that night, and I'm just, like, sick. Like, I'm pale. I wake up in the morning, and I go to work, and I tell everybody, because my boss let me off early to go hunt that deer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, oh, you know, I totally screwed up. I get to work, and I think it was a Saturday when he let me off early, so I shot at him on a Saturday, and I had a Sunday to stew over it, and Monday to stew over it, and I went back to work, and I had to tell everybody, yeah, I miss the biggest year I ever saw. I'm a complete failure. I'm a complete (laughs) failure. suck at life. Yes, I'm a complete failure at (laughs) life, and my girlfriend had to put up with me. She said I was crazy, which, yeah, (laughs) I was crazy, yeah. it's like, this is terrible, so... It was a Tuesday, when I went back out three days later. Um, I wasn't even going to go hunting at all. I'd gotten off work a little bit late, mm-hmm. and uh, I called my girlfriend at the time. He's now my wife, and then I called her, and she had gotten sick. She's like, you just need to go hunting. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going hunting. So I get home, and I'm just sitting there, you know. Just sitting there, I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll just go out, sit, see what happens. And terrible wind, terrible, terrible wind. It's a northwest wind. Mm-hmm. And when the deer come out, they are southeast of me, like directly, yeah, directly southeast of me. So I got there, and I'm super late, and I forgot to put my scent spray on. I'm kind of religious about that, kind of mm-hmm. like i I kind of you know, spray down, try to spray down when I get in, forgot that, and I was like, whatever. So I, I get down in there, and as I'm walking in, I bump three does, and they go south. I'm like, well, I'm done. I'm just going to get up in the tree, try to enjoy myself, you know. So I crop my tree, and I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there, and I think about 30 minutes goes by, and this whole group of does comes in, just six, seven does come in. Mm-hmm. And I uh, still got the video on my phone. And uh, they come in, they mill around for a while, they mill around for a while, and I smell me. I'm like, well, maybe something will happen, you know. I'm not very optimistic at this point. And uh, they just mosey on north.
0: And then I'm just sitting there. You know, so they, they smelled you, but they didn't blow out. They never smelled me. They didn't, oh, they didn't, they didn't, smell didn't
2: even act you. like I was there. They just kept moving on North like they should. Cause they're trying to get to the feed patch to the right. North. Right. And, uh, I'm just sitting there and here comes this little like spike buck, you know, he comes in after him comes a second buck and they're just getting a little bit bigger every time. Mm-hmm. And about this fifth buck comes in. I'm like, I'm going to shoot this deer. It's about one fifties, one sixties, probably nine pointer. And, uh, I'm like, I'm going to shoot this deer if he comes in. And right after him is the big guy. Yeah. The one that wrote me name, Nameless. Yes. He comes out, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's weird when you see him like that because you're like, that's not him. Yeah. It's just a different feeling when you see a deer like that. It's just weird. I don't even know how to explain it. So he does the same routine, only he cuts. So the trail goes kind of like northeast away from me, Mm -hmm. and there's a cedar tree right there. Well, for some reason, this night, he cuts to the west of that tree and he's 20 yards when he gets in and they're all downwind to me and like the neighbor started grilling and there's like smoke settling down in here just kind of a weird scenario but all that smoke so i think the smoke helped me quite a bit yeah gonna lie um but well, he gets
0: there at, carbon's supposed to knock down your scent i think scent. something okay. like that yeah and
2: uh he gets 20 yards and i made sure my sight was on 20 yards this time i sent the arrow and for some reason it was a little bit high I did not feel good about the shot at all but he wheeled around and went south and I didn't I couldn't see him I watched him for about 100 yards and he disappeared in the trees I'm like man again I'm like sick. again I'm like sick to my stomach you know like, I don't think I made a good shot so but yeah oh, they're ch- they're, <laughs> they're chasing chasing plane. that plane okay <laughs> so uh yeah so I shoot him and I give it about twenty minutes before I get out of the tree. And he came they all came out really early that night too. Um, so I get down on that tree and then uh I go and look at my arrow's bright pink. So that's that's better. Yeah. I feel better about that. Yeah. So and then I walk back and I have to park in this guy's yard to walk down to my uh my tree stand. He's a good friend of mine and we sat there and I showed him the arrow and oh yeah, and by the way, he had a velvet picture of that deer too that he showed me. Oh it just looks monstrous. But, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so twenty st- inches for velvet. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He looked like a monster, and uh, so we're sitting there talking, and I, I call my wife. I'm like, I just can't even talk. I do that. I, I, I think I shot that one, you know. And I'm still like hyperventilating, and we're sitting there talking, and then
0: were you more composed the second shot? No, no, I was breaking apart. Okay, yeah, I wasn't. You still hyperventilating everything as you were shaking. Yeah, Yeah. my little
2: limb I was standing (laughs) on was, (laughs) yeah, so I'm shaking, hyperventilating. Even after, like an hour after, I'm just like, I can't freaking see straight. So, uh, so I called the game warden because south of us is Chena Lake property. Mm -hmm. So, I called the game warden. I was like, Hey, dude, I shot this monster. You care if I, you know, go down there? And I'd worked on his bow a few times, and you know. He's like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. I'll get a hold of the park manager and let him know you're going down there. So, so we got that okay, and I think it was like 9.30. I waited for some friends to come help me. We started tracking, and, I mean, there was no blood. I mean, it's just a speck here, a yeah. speck there.
0: Uh, high high shot, it's, high yeah. lungs. It's
2: just going to take him a while to fill yeah. up before he starts bleeding. Yeah. And I'm not confident at all. Not, not at all. So I'm just like, Ugh. never going to see it again. I just screwed up again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my friend and his uh, father-in-law about 20 yards in front of me and he goes there he is And I'm like no way so I run up there and I'm like oh my god I couldn't even speak like you've seen that video I've seen yeah the video. yeah you yeah. see the video I'm like oh my god Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and they're all just, like, screaming and hooping yeah. and hollering. I'm just like, a pale white ghost. That's, that's like, my, my wife's favorite video. I cannot believe it, yeah. <laughs> because that guy's like, oh, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, losing his <laughs> mind. My wife just thinks it's so They were so losing funny. their mind more than I Like, yeah. I was losing it inside. Yeah, like, you, were, yeah. you were completely speechless. Yeah, you literally like, didn't say a I thing. Couldn't, yeah, I couldn't compose any words at all or feelings or nothing, and they're just, like, screaming at me. And then the neighbor there, uh, that's my friend Andy. He just had soldier surgery, so he's like kind of trying to be, you know,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: with one arm, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so it was it was pretty fun. It was kind of a, it was a the best miserable drag I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a pretty nice drag out, but it was awesome. I just can't. If I can go back,
0: I would just do it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so how how far did he end up running? From he ran. Where you shot him.
2: Probably did 120 yards before he piled up. And if so I would have been able to see, I was gonna say, so yeah. he probably
0: he died probably 10 seconds after you Lost saw him. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. If I would have been able to see 20 more yards, I would have saw him fall over. I'd been like, mm. yeah, You yeah. know, but yeah. And for him to end up being a three and a half year old deer was nuts. Yeah, yeah. that's so. That's the other yeah. crazy
0: thing. So you obviously you know everyone and their mom wants to see this and score it and this, that, and the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so how how did the biologists get involved? Did, so did my, they just did Kansas well, Department just, like, uh, want to take a look at it? or well, my
2: taxidermist wanted to send it in because mm. he had a feeling he was young, too. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe four and a half. You know, we never would have dreamed he was three and a half years old. Yeah. But, yeah, came back three and a half. That's so crazy. He sent the jaw into QDMA, and they say you could be
0: a year yeah off one way or the other well, e- but, even if that yeah. deer is four and a half that is That's still almost, an, yeah. an absolute four monstrous for, for, deer yeah. uh for for that age so then after you shoot this mm-hmm. uh somebody contacts you and says that they have photos of His, what they think is that deer's father yeah, father, father from yeah.
2: 2012 yeah and crazy story i didn't tell you this either but he actually had a shot at that deer at 12 yards with muzzleloader and he smoked a one-inch branch oh yeah oh man yeah yep so yeah And his father was probably 20 inches bigger yeah oh my god so, yeah i mean it's same same left side perfect typical yeah right side just trash everywhere yeah with a nice big
0: drop time did they ever find sheds from that guy no
2: no deadheads no sheds nothing That from either one from either one
0: that's crazy
2: but I do have to hook up with a guy he just lives up the road but I guess he's got the majority of the pictures of my buck mm-hmm. so he was actually staying on the south side of the lake the majority of his life and somehow ended up on us on the north side hmm. so crazy all the way around yeah
0: Well, uh, well I'd say you know come the rut they just kind of Mm-hmm. go wherever but right, it wasn't yeah. I mean you it shot them early October, October. Yeah, yeah in
2: early October very early October yeah
0: might have been like just a little bit of pre-rut action going on then but not much yeah if any yeah I mean it's, <coughs> yeah because yeah. that would I mean pre-rut typically see the last week of October right yeah definitely Halloween's
2: uh, one of my favorite nights to sit. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah then the end of is always always good mm-hmm. my we always have a big Halloween party at at our house, and we have a lot of fun doing it. But the whole time, I'm like, I really wish I could be in a stand right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always it's uh, always in a stand. Yeah. Yeah. These last couple of times have been nice and cold too. Yeah. and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, man, because I don't. um uh, Okay, so what year did you shoot him? 2017. 2017. Man, uh, I think it was 2016. Is the year that I hunted that big one that i told you that i showed you the picture of yes uh 2016 or 2015 i think it might have been it must have been 2016 because i took off 10 days to hunt oh wow to hunt that deer and the whole 10 days it was so hot that's terrible. and i took like from november 1st to november 10th i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure is what is what i what i hunted yeah and Mosquitoes, terrible! Oh, it was oh, awful. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing was moving. It was just, it was way too hot, and uh, uh, they were, I mean, it was peak of the rut. Like I was, right, yeah. I was sitting in the stand for twelve hours a day. Uh-huh. Like I'd, I'd get in the stand at six in the morning, and I would not get out until right. it was dark. Uh-huh. Uh, and I saw a couple of, you know, 130 140 inch deer. None of them really even gave me a shot. If I even if I wanted to take one, but uh, it was, oh, yeah, go ahead.
2: Hello. Mr. Tice. What's up? Uh, you guys have two didn't you? Yes. Do you want to sell one of them? Uh, one is, uh, Joseph's, but I can call him and ask if he wants to sell it to you. Well, that's
1: fine.
2: Okay, yeah, so definitely. I saw your other one. Okay. I just, I knew you had two, and I, yeah. I heard you say that you bought. Yeah, Joseph let me lend his, and I still have it for some reason, and then we bought that other one, so yeah, either one, either way, yeah. Um, All right, just let me know what
1: you want for one
2: or whatever okay if you want to get rid i okay yeah definitely I'll uh, or Joseph might have a whole pile of them because I know he was fixing them there for a while so I'll get a hold of him and see what we can figure out alright so
0: right, we'll talk to you later right. bye uh we're gonna be cutting back in Right now, but I just wanted to let you know that Tiger Woods just won the Masters. No way. Yes. Oh.
2: Oh. What was that controversy about him getting, like, tripped or something? Did you see that?
0: Uh-uh. Is this recent? Recent, yeah. i like, sure. like, during the Masters for so. this round? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Tiger Woods wins the Masters by one stroke. 14 years after his last victory at the Augusta National. Insane. In 11 years since his last major title. <coughs> Insane. That's crazy. Good for Tiger.
2: Yeah. See, Master Security Guard who tripped Tiger Woods one day ago huh. says he's glad he made the birdie after I tripped him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um, What are we talking
2: about? Uh just got done with my deer story. Yeah. And you chasing the deer for ten days in
0: yeah. really hot yeah, weather. Yeah, it was yeah. hot, so... Well, what was, uh, uh, was it was it warm, or like, yeah. what, what, did you have a nice 56, cold front that came in? It was
2: 56 degrees, no cold front. Yeah. I mean, just... It's a typical October-ish october weather. weather. Yeah. yeah,
0: uh-huh. Huh. Man, I wonder, and you said he came out, like, pretty early pretty daylight, pretty daylight both times? early daylight,
2: yeah, both times. Mm. Both times. So, I don't, it was just nuts.
0: Well, I mean kind of to your benefit, he wasn't a very old deer. Right, so, yeah, he I mean, didn't he have... He was probably still a little uh, little anxious yeah, he didn't about, have a lot of about things. He was probably, probably uh, happy to chase does before they were before they were in right. season. And where he was staying was not
2: high pressure at all. Yeah, You know, being back in the late ground, you know nobody can hunt that. Yeah.
0: So. Huh. Well, that's wild. Any other crazy stories about this deer that you, you haven't that told could, me?
2: Well, the magazine that posted without any information and said if this is true you what? see that no yeah, no yeah yeah there's a online article one major magazine i won't name came yep. out and said mystery buck number whatever uh, as soon as we find out details if it's true we'll let you know it's like come on guys yeah get your information straight before you start doing stuff like that huh and they posted you uh, like your
0: picture my picture
2: me with my deer if this is true
0: yeah, huh? I've never, I ne- haven't heard
2: this story. Yeah, I'll show you the picture. I got it. Huh. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> show people
0: that. That's <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So and
2: my phone was blown up to like three thirty a.m. that night, and I could not sleep.
0: So I remember, uh, I I will not name this person, but someone that you sent the picture to, posted it. Yes. For like two minutes yes I was like get that yeah. out of here. yeah yes and, and uh-huh. I saw it and then I like I saw the notification I clicked on it and I was like holy shit so I like went to comment and it like aired out and I was like oh what, what's going on so then I like went to go back to it and the post was gone yes so uh, I at
2: least wanted to keep it quiet for a little bit yeah and I got text from a guy from Idaho that I know who builds strings also and he's like dude, my buddy from Michigan just sent me this picture of your buck. And I'm like, how did you get that? <laughs> I literally texted nobody to picture that night.
0: That's so funny.
2: I'm like, how did...
0: So on, on top of this uh, magazine, the If It's True. Yes. Uh, then you had, uh, and I've... I've... I've got one out in the car now. Uh, a calendar. The calendar. Yes, yeah, the calendar a, debacle. That was an adventure too. Yeah. So, so you like you gave the guy permission, or you, you like you told him? Yeah, I'd, I'd could, like
2: to be. You know, he reached out to me and said, "You want to be in this calendar?" You know, I so, see so your what, people. Yeah. So yeah. What,
0: what this guy does so to, to give uh, um, context is he takes photos of deer that have been harvested. And he photoshops the racks like very well. He does a really, really yeah, good job. Yeah, really good job. Like, uh, and he pho- yeah. he photoshops the racks onto pictures of deer in the wild. And and I, and I think he even tries to make you know like the face like the face structure and all that yeah, look yeah, look similar. Accurate, yeah, looks uh-huh. accurate. Uh, and uh, so he reached out to you.
1: Yeah.
0: And did, did you just like? Forget or or did he just like he never like really followed up like he no
2: he like I I sent him the pictures he said send me the pictures (coughs) give me the details I'll feature in it there was no mention of him like obviously they'll probably sell a magazine like I get that right but there was no mention of Photoshop yeah so I was like I don't know I don't know how I I
0: really feel about it you know Mm -hmm. it's like. Whatever. Yeah. So then yeah. you you stumble across it. Yeah. And you're like, this someone is- sends me a screenshot. Yeah. This is this yeah. is my deer. Yeah. And uh- <laughs> I'm
2: like, what is going on? Yeah. Is this the picture? This is the picture.
0: Mystery buck number one. Stay tuned for details, if we get them, and if they're true. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez! Oh,
2: because of those cow panels in the back, you know how many high fence I got. Comments? Oh, oh I my bet. goodness! I bet that was crazy.
0: Don't have a single detail about this freakishly big buck except it was killed in Kansas. Photo quality is rough, but it's all we have for now.
2: Yeah, they're cell phone pictures. I was so mad. All I have are cell phone pictures. Oh, from yeah, yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. it's a, a a buddy of mine, um, Scotty, is starting to dabble in photography, and, uh, it was the year I, I had that big guy on camera, you know, Scotty's killed mm-hmm. a lot of big deer, and, uh, <clears throat> um, uh, I said, if I kill this deer, I need you to come down and take photos, and, uh, he was like, I'll, I'll drive down there, too, it's a two-hour drive, so it's a lot to ask me, he said, if you, if you kill this deer, I'll come down there and take good photos of it, so, yeah, that's, uh, Man, as good as you are with photography. I guess you are probably just so jacked up you're I didn't have a camera then. Yeah, oh, I you just you got didn't? in after, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I was like, oh <laughs> my
2: goodness, yeah. So now that's my thing, trying to get good at photography. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's what yeah. So, so now that won't ever happen again, but I probably won't go near that thing <laughs> So Well, like I said, yeah. you live in Kansas, you yeah. never know. Yeah, there's a, a 190s that I had on the list this year that
0: I never got a chance to catch up to, but Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh it must be well maybe it's for the best uh in missouri Mm -hmm. in all but like i want to say like 10 counties maybe even less than that maybe like five counties you can take unlimited dose as many as you want right seven bucks a pop oh wow yeah Yeah. cheap meat uh but in kansas obviously you can only kill depending on the county up Uh to three something Mm -hmm. like that so i'm wondering if uh if the the doe management style in Kansas lays credence to them having consistently big deer, on top of the one, you buck, know, and, well, yeah. good food source, Yeah, yeah and I, th- buck, I I yeah. think I think one buck. I I really wish Missouri would move to a one buck mm-hmm. as well. Uh, they used to be there used to be a loophole. You could used oh, really? to be able to shoot three. Oh wow! Yeah, three of them. Uh, but now you can only shoot two. Okay. Uh, uh, between between everything, archery, loader, mm-hmm. alternative. Uh, rifle, uh, all that. But I also think another big issue with Missouri is they put rifle season like right in the middle of the rut. Oh, when yeah. Kansas, it's like December, right? They're creeping into November. Sometimes are they?
2: Now. Yeah, there's one year where they had, it was late November they are creeping in there, hmm. which, you know, it's gonna knock down your numbers. Yeah, your it's still yet. not yeah, like I mean know. at least it's the end of yeah. November, right, and not yeah. like
0: the middle of November right, like yeah. like Missouri is. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine that. It's a lot of deer that die that yeah. weekend. Yeah, for lot, sure. quite a quite
2: a bit. For sure. Um, and the food source, like you were talking about. I mean, yeah. You now that you've seen South Central Kansas where I live. I mean, it's there's a food plot. It's all it is a giant food. Yeah, plot. yeah, food yeah. plot. Yeah, it's, yeah, giant food plots. Soybeans, you know, wheat, yeah, milo, corn. Got the whole thing down. Yeah, there
0: all we've got is acorns. That's, acorns. That, yes, yeah. that's what they get. Uh, and until you get to northern Missouri, then then it's you crops get the again. Good field, yeah, mm-hmm. but and that's where the big Missouri deer are is in northern Missouri or or southern close to the Kansas Uh-oh. state line because. Then you start getting back into some farms and stuff, but it's so hard to farm down the Ozarks where I'm at because farming rocks. Right, yeah, right underneath the soil Mm -hmm. is is just limestone, just rock everywhere, and just really, really hard to to farm unless you've you've done a lot of tilling, Uh, and and you can you can do that. Um, Well, man, that's a it's a hell of a deer. Uh, I. I didn't, I didn't expect it to have the kind of mass that it did. Yeah. That one uh, side. Yeah. Because it's, it's so, it. It, and, and we'll, we'll post a picture. I'm sure people will be able to look at it, but so the deer's left side is completely typical. Uh, and just that side, you said scored like 80 inches. Yeah. Over 80. Yeah.
2: Over 80 inches. Yeah. So
0: even if he had a decent spread, he still would have been a 175, 180 inch deer. Yep. Probably. Yep. Uh, um, even if he hadn't been a crazy non-typical, uh, that's kind of, it's kind of wild to think that he probably like, and, and you said he, he netted one all right well 192 one, 192 and 48 so he he probably would have been like 10 inches off if he yes. it, like uh-huh. uh, and he that's probably crazy. if yeah. he if uh-huh. he had just been a typical right. because yeah. he probably would have netted, he would have lost a couple points yeah. one or, one or two have points yeah not much yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's that's wild yeah he he had way more mass on that left side than i thought oh, he was yeah. going what to have, have yeah. yeah so when you I know it's still on the rack. When you shot him, did he have any velvet left left on him? None, none, except for that stuff that's stuck in the <coughs> yeah, cracky. How can how can you there, get that please. out? Yeah. So, did you find any sign around the around the area where like he had been rubbing or scraping or anything like nothing that? Yet. Hmm. Nothing yet. Nothing. There's
2: nothing rubbed or scraped up yet down there. Hmm. So there was literally no pre-rut going on. It was just a crazy time to be alive that day.
0: Yeah sounds like it yeah (laughs) um so what i mean uh, on top of uh, like what how how do you top it like i mean how do you how do you move forward because i'm sure after that happened i mean you, you you know you uh gained notoriety i guess uh uh but you know had people talking to you um you probably got invited to go to a couple of shows and bring oh, bring yeah. the deer yeah. with you and stuff yeah. like that to yeah, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is, do you feel do you feel more pressure now than you did before? To... I actually don't
2: feel as much, to be honest. Like yeah? I, like after I shot him, I'm thinking, you know, i got to produce every year now. Right. And now I'm, I've got to the point where I'm like, why do I have to? You know right. What I mean, I, I'm more concentrated on quality deer management, I'd say, than – right kill the next big one i mean if that happens it happens Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm not going out there saying i have to shoot 190 200 inch deer right it's just not really realistic so if i get me a quality you know five-year-old 150 inch he just needs to go then he's gonna go yeah so that's all i'm worried about and then i've got my dad kind of started in archery
0: yeah
2: i got him a crossbow for christmas so there you go that's gonna be my next drive is get him because he's he's rifle hunted all his life yeah and I'm like, you know, you need you need bow hunt a little bit, you know. I'll get you across, but we'll get you started. Yeah. So, that's where I got him going now. So that's my next drive, and hopefully we can get him a nice one. Yeah, there his you go. First one. Yep. And then, see how that goes. It's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, I know it's always, uh, it's fun to, you know, it, when you've been a successful hunter, it's it's equally as fun, if not more fun, to share that success with someone else. Oh, yeah. Like, like, sure. bring, yeah. bringing them through that. And it's kind of interesting that you're, you're doing that with your dad. Right. Yeah, Because uh, he's um, the
2: one that really got me started. Right. And then I'm helping him get started in a different avenue of hunting. Yeah. He's yeah. It's kind of, it's a whole, yeah.
0: whole new light for yes, him. Yes, definitely. Uh, uh, so that's, that's cool. And yeah, my, my, you know, I grew up hunting with my dad and uh, he was a, a bow hunter growing up and bow hunting as much as he could. And now he's. His shoulder is toast oh, uh, yeah, after yeah. after a wreck, uh, so now he's he's shooting a crossbow and uh, really liking it. But I mean, I mean he he can't even carry it now uh, after a couple of surgeries. It uh, the shoulder just got worse. So if we're gonna hunt together, I'm probably gonna have to be carrying the crossbow in for him and no, getting it yeah. set up and everything. So, uh, but yeah. But when I you know growing up hunting. Uh, uh, it was, it was fun to introduce my wife to it, who, uh, it's not like she, she was never against it. She just didn't really grow up in a family that, that went hunting Hunting, a ton. Uh, and, you know, we got, we got married March 6th and, uh, you know, March, April, a month and a half later was turkey season. And I got to take her hunting for the first time during turkey season. And, she had a blast it was like the a picture it was like this morning how everything should have worked except it did work uh you know went in birds are gobbling everywhere i mean just lighten up everything and uh you know we get in set decoys up calling birds are gobbling everywhere after about an hour a bunch of birds run in start beating up the decoy and She's blast one. She's, oh, yeah. she's like, awesome. "This is awesome! This is so much fun!" <laughs> yes. And then we got to deer season. And I'm like, "Okay, we're gonna go to the stand, and now we're gonna sit still for 12 hours. And very quiet. It's very yes. quiet." And she's uh-huh. like, "This isn't as much fun." <laughs> so, uh, uh, but but it was it's it's been a ton. She loves turkey hunting now. That's awesome. So That's it's great. it's been it's been a ton of fun to like spread that joy to her. Uh, and and even bring in like she's she talks about turkey hunting with her colleagues and her friends and like people you know where otherwise may not expect her to do that or like oh right, yeah. something you're into that's uh, it's interesting and she she gets to share that with them hell when I was when I was in the hospital she was chatting with half the nurses about turkey hunting oh nice so yeah. <laughs> so it worked out and they were uh, actually one of the nurses was going. Uh, mushroom hunting for morels oh, like yeah, that weekend yeah. uh, and she asked us if we did it and my wife was telling her how we turkey hunt and then we'll look for morels on the way back and uh, but yeah it's a uh, that's cool I'm, I'm excited that you get to do that with your dad yeah uh, that you're gonna yeah. get to start that avenue with and him just
2: like anyone you know I mean in general seeing someone exceed and get excited about yeah something like that is it's it's amazing and I think that's where we kind of got away from things in the hunting community too is who can outdo each other, who's yeah. got the best this and that and the other. I think just seeing other people succeed is where I really, you know what I mean, I really enjoy that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I know uh, turkey hunting alone isn't nearly as fun as it is when you turkey hunt with other people. Oh, yeah, for sure, uh, definitely. Yeah, so I, you know, I've, I've gone alone a couple times uh, since I've been married, and every time I'm like, oh, I really wish my wife was here with me or wish know this hunting buddy was with me or my dad was with me or whatever right yeah uh and uh it's just a it's a fun thing to do with with other people for sure yeah i was growing up a single child i was hunting alone yeah you know having the
2: tree stand by myself a lot you know but it was it was definitely worth it you learn a lot yeah every time i get a chance to take like my wife it's always fun yeah it's a
0: blast and different kind of it's a different kind of experience especially when the you know it, it, it's still kind of weird for me to be like the quote-unquote like veteran hunter on a oh hunt. yeah yeah <laughs> it's like like when i go to my when I go with my dad i'm like trying to oh said okay. dad and dog dog gets all excited yeah oh, plane must be coming back or something it must be. uh but you know when I go with my dad I'm like my dad is the hunter I am just the apprentice right, like I'm, yeah. I'm uh-huh. still learning yep uh but then when I go with my wife it's like I am the hunter and, <laughs> yes. and she is my apprentice but I mean she, she she's great she'd be fine by herself but it's you know it's a different uh different feeling it's definitely a different point of view when when definitely. people are relying on you and your expertise versus you relying on someone else and their right. expertise it's a different feeling altogether. <coughs> right yeah most definitely um,
2: sometimes I'm like, why, why are you asking me?
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Don't you yeah. know? <laughs> didn't you, didn't You've you killed look big deer before? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's called luck. <laughs> yes. Wow. Sure. There's uh, there's some, there's yeah. If, if it was luck, then a bunch of other idiots would be killing, killing big deer. Yeah. I, there's there's definitely some, some skill to it. Cause in the time. Yeah. deers. Yeah. Time, uh, dedication, uh, cause deers, deers don't get that big by being stupid. No. So uh, you I'll, you have I'll... to, you have to be smarter than them to, to put them down. That's for sure. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, anything else you want to chat about?
2: We can talk about like our bow setups, bow tuning, stuff like that. I like that stuff.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: anything. well, oh, you are a, uh, uh, you're quite the tuner, um, I mean hell when I have questions uh, you're the basically the first person I text uh, you've you've helped a lot of people set up bows uh, ob- like online and otherwise mm-hmm. right uh, do you uh, what's what's like a really common misconception that like you have to fight all the time with bow tuning
2: the tuning the broadheads is the big one mm-hmm because there's a lot of misconceptions out there about which way to move your rest. Mm. So what happened was when Easton came out with their tuning guide, it was for finger shooters. Yes. Yes. And they never really honestly updated that guide. Right. To they, I think they put release aid on there. Right. But they didn't change any of the movements or really any of the information. And what happens is, when so no, we're all basically familiar with bear shaft tuning with this mm-hmm. podcast, right? Yeah. So, when your bear shaft impacts right of your field points, what's your broadhead going to do?
0: It should go the same way that your bear shaft same goes. Way. Yeah. So,
2: how do you fix that?
0: You put me on the so spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. So, so the the bear shaft impacted to the right. Yes. Then you move the rest to the right. Yes. That is correct. Okay. So now what That's people good. think, yes, is you move the rest left. So, okay. So to me, yes. that makes, like, like if I'm visualizing it, that makes sense. Yes. Because yes. you're bringing the front of the arrow back in line. Statically. Right. Yes. Yes. But yes. you need that dynamic reaction.
2: To be aligned with your power strength. Right. So, basically, the basic way to put it. Is when you're an arrow and you're getting launched off the string, you're steering from the back. Right. So when all that pressure gets applied to that knock, mm-hmm. your knock's gonna be naturally right at that point, right? Mm-hmm. When you're having that right impact. Yeah. So when that happens is, is that arrow is coming off the string, is, it's coming off, coming off, and then when your rest finally falls, you're getting all that load and all that pressure on there. It's gonna kick. Your tail end mm-hmm.
1: down,
2: and it's trying to steer from the back. Like you know, when you're doing kind of like a burnout in the car, you have mm-hmm. to turn the wheel the other way, right, right, the opposite way to get you going in the right direction to get your front end to come around. Because mm-hmm. in a car, where's all your weight? It's on the front end. Exactly. Yeah. Same kind of the same concept, maybe apples or oranges yeah, then your rear in the engine. <laughs> we don't worry about that. Yeah, but. Anyways, it's pretty much the same concept. Yeah. You have to go the other way to get yourself straightened out. And uh, it's the same with, like, shimming, too. And the best way to do it, so your power stroke is always going to be your center line. Right. So imagine there's a straight line on this desk here. hmm Right here. Okay. So your rest for that impact is left of your power stroke, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what, the only way... To get your arrow lined up and fine straight is to move it to the right. Align
0: it with power straight. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. So just move it to the right. And there's a whole lot we can get into, but we're just going to keep this about the rest right now. So what you do, you just move it to the right. It lines up. It shoots straight. So what happens is when you go the opposite way, and this is where I think people think it works, but they're really not verifying. Right. So when, say you're at like 30, 40 yards, your broad head is hitting right like an inch or so. Mm-hmm. So, if you go by the old adage, you move it to the left, and that first shot with your broadhead's on the money. You know, like, it's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Then you shoot your broadhead, or I mean, you shoot your field point after a broadhead, it hits an inch to the left. You're like, oh, that's my problem. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and it can work that way. Right. But if you want all your tuning methods to line up, you want it to move to the right. Yeah. So, that way, when you shoot those two groups again, they're both right on top of each other. Yeah. And you don't have to mess with your sight, nothing. So, that's where... A lot of the mix gets in. So when you move the rest, you don't move your broadhead to the field point. Right. You move your field point to the broadhead. Yeah. And that's how you get them impacting the same. That's how you get all your tuning methods to line up. Because if you do all your tuning methods right, they'll all line up. Right. Right. So if you have a left tear with paper and veins at however many yards, you shoot five, seven yards, whatever. Tail left when you shoot your broadhead. Impact right, tail left. Right. When you shoot your... uh, yeah, your broadhead. You know what I mean. It impacts right. So that's how you do it. And now, um, and I've seen it work other the other way. Mm-hmm. But it's very seldom. Like it's not guaranteed. There's some weird things that happen in archery yeah, that yeah. you just
0: don't. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with like if people put tons of like pressure on the string with their face. Just yeah, so you th- can do th- some weird things, things that like r- would really quote-unquote take the bow out of spec right where yeah. things mm-hmm. like start to function go, backwards wonky. Yeah, yeah yeah definitely
2: yeah. go backwards and when you tune a lot of different bows you can kind of get a, a basic sequence of events of how things should go mm-hmm. that's really helped me over the years and like owning 18 different bows in a year kind of helps too. <laughs> 18 you bows get them a yeah get them all lined out pretty good and that's, that's one of my favorite two methods is bear shafting because it tells you everything. Yeah. It tells you if your form's off, if your tune's off, it tells you if you are getting too much facial pressure. It tells you a lot of things. Yeah. A ton of things. And, uh, and as compound bows have progressed, we've become into this, uh, understanding that your left and right tears aren't weak or stiff. Right. Your up and down tears are weak and, or, uh. Weak or stiff, now. right, right, right. So, if you're getting that high tear, you just can't get rid of. You probably need to up your your spine a little bit. So, yeah, there's a lot we can get into. How deep you want to go?
0: <laughs> well, How deep do you want to go? Uh, we've been we've been cruising for an hour forty five at this point, so we we might start to lose people, but we'll, we'll we will do a part two for okay. sure. Okay, uh, because uh, I, I think I mean uh, the the number one. Question that you probably see online is, uh, "What broadhead should I shoot?" Yes, and if it's a fixed blade, does it fly like a field point?
2: And yes and no, right? Depending yeah. on what spectrum you're coming from, right? And that's the the big thing we need to drive home is that in standard bow hunting distances, any broadhead, yes, given the fact that it's straight, will fly with your field points if yes. you're in proper tune. Yes. Now, if you get out to 100, 110 yards, yeah. drag
1: differences and yeah. coefficients. Yeah, drag's a thing. That'll, that'll yeah. make a difference.
2: Yeah. Yes, but your standard hunting distances, yeah. if you are in tune, good form, everything's yep. set up correctly, your
0: broadheads can and will
2: hit with your field
0: points. Yeah. And that's, I guess, like if you're the kind of person that says, I will be ready to shoot an animal at 120 yards. Then uh, maybe there are other things to consider. I guess, Uh but I that is the one percent of the one percent of the one percent of people that should even be considering it. Uh, Attempting or thinking uh, about yeah. There's just there's way way too many variables that can happen. Definitely uh, uh, that that I would not endorse taking a shot that far. And I like I I'm not opposed. Like if you're if you're hunting. Big game like elk or moose or something like that and one presents a shot at 80 yards like if you're good enough go for it Mm -hmm. because in in my experience the broadheads that i've shot even at 80 yards i i haven't had an issue difference yeah Yeah. (laughs) now i mean uh, grant like granted i haven't been shooting uh you know i I shoot in missouri where it's Uh not extremely windy yeah
1: Uh Uh, and
0: if it is crazy windy then i'm not shooting that far right just because like I don't know how things are gonna go uh so yeah maybe if you're out west and you're shooting off the top of a mountain where it's crazy windy then yeah maybe like maybe maybe you should maybe there are some considerations that you should mm-hmm. that you should think about when selecting a broadhead uh, um, that that is gonna fly out to you know that kind of yeah, distance and, 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 diameter, and not yeah yeah exactly like something hit, yeah. something mm-hmm. like a more traditional like three to one uh, right. uh, um is is probably gonna do best you know I, I wouldn't say go go shoot this double xl with an almost oh, yeah. two inch yeah, sure. cut that's uh, uh that's got a bunch of holes in it that could be susceptible to wind
1: right uh, yeah. um
0: but yeah that's uh we'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll, we'll go more into it for sure uh in a in a part two because i know you've got a lot of tuning knowledge to to offer people and but that is that's that's the number number one question i see online is you know what broadhead and uh how do i uh, tune this thing? yeah and, yeah. and, how, and how, yeah. How, how do i tune it yeah. uh, uh this broadhead flew like my field points but this one didn't yeah, and there's a lot of ways to verify and take steps to go through why yeah it didn't yeah yeah and i i isaac, isaac does a good job of explaining this in a couple of videos uh where he talks about you know just how much how much pressure is being applied to uh you know like you've got like slick tricks typically fly pretty pretty pretty, pretty yeah. well mm-hmm. uh compared to compared to your field points yeah. i'm putting mm-hmm. i'm putting uh air quotes out there for those uh who can't uh pick that up uh because they aren't they don't have a huge diameter mm-hmm. uh and and you can typically get away with uh a, like a bow that's somewhat in tune uh it may not be dead nuts tune and still right. get uh, pretty good a, fight, a pretty yeah. pretty good okay. flight and, and pretty and you know a similar point of impact. But when you start stepping up to things that are wider or uh, mm-hmm. um, a, a two blade or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, um, that that may have some uh, cre- create di- different kinds of drag and, and you know right. uh, create right. a, a larger profile that's going to have a, a, a longer blade that might might mm-hmm. cause more uh, uh, more wind shear versus right. one of those know the real short stubby to the arrows right, or, yes, or something like that definitely. uh that that might do better uh sure. in uh for bows that aren't aren't quite as tuned but uh yeah we'll we'll definitely jump into that some more definitely. because we we need we need help explaining it to people for yes. sure uh because that is uh i mean there's a reason why the top two of the 12 penetration factors are structural integrity Make sure your stuff doesn't break. Yes. And arrow flight. Arrow flight. And is which means urgent, yes. make sure your bow is tuned. Yes. And your arrow is tuned. The most uh, efficiency you're getting out of your whole system is when your arrow is flying straight. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can you can have all the weight in the world behind that arrow if you want, and if it's if it's kicking when it hits its target, it doesn't matter. You're losing penetration. Yeah. you Yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. I I would much much rather have a lighter arrow that has perfect arrow flight versus a heavier one that has. Bad arrow flight. yeah yeah because you're just wasting so much energy yep it's not even yep yep absolutely well uh man thanks for thanks for having me down here and uh let me hunt with you
2: oh thanks for coming it was yeah a blast I'll, yes. uh,
0: I'll i'll probably be back after missouri closes because missouri closes like right at the beginning of may wow and it uh, opens back up uh no oh like, it just it's, closed it's just done. done yeah oh, wow. it's, so it, it it starts uh Tomorrow, the fifteenth, and I think it goes to May second. I think it's the three weeks that that it's got. So, and you guys go to the end of May, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you've got a wedding in a couple weeks, so I won't won't be able to come back then. But uh, uh, maybe towards towards the middle of May, I'll be able to come back down. We'll try and seal the deal because I I need a Rio. I need one bad.
2: Yes, you do. Uh, And they're yeah not cooperating.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, may uh, I mean, granted. Middle, I would guess in the middle of May, they're probably not going to be uh, a super vocal event either. But right, yeah, you know, yeah, you That's only what it is, yeah. can't kill them from the couch. Got to get out and got to get out and do it. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. I really appreciate oh, you yeah, for yeah. you and your wife. Let me let me stay, uh, put me up, and let me hang out with your with your pups. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to wake you up. Cash <laughs> <laughs> he up. He's like, what are
2: you doing, man? Come on, dude. Yeah, I just had a great nap. You yeah. just
0: interrupted it. Uh, any any. Parting words of wisdom to our well, Cash has some parting Cash words of wisdom. Cash up now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any parting words of wisdom to our to our listeners? Anything that that you think they should take away from? Maybe just like a very general bow tuning perspective or anything like that. It's mm. a good question. Very good question. I think I I have an answer let's, ba- let's ba- ba- t- based yes. on based on something you brought right, up. Huh. I think that that Easton arrow tuning guide mm-hmm. the, you think yeah, that was made eons ago, so people think that the newer ones are right. Right. But the newer ones were made like it's just been made off right. of one that was made right. off of another one that was made off of another right. one yeah. and it's just been consistently wrong. Right. Yeah. So uh I would tell people that when you you know, if you like Google bear shaft tuning like chart Yes, most of the time, the one that you find is the one that's wrong. Right. Yes, uh, most of the time. So don't just, don't pay attention right. to that. Just uh, just remember, chase the broadhead or chase the bear shaft. Right. You want to continue to move your rest, but not not too far. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, within well, certain
2: reason, you know, eight eighth inch, inch eighth yeah, inch.
0: eighth inch either way,
2: because <coughs> center shot's really not a set number. The manufacturer right. tell you, you know, it's a it's a starting point. Right. Because there's manufacturing differences bo to bo to bo to bo yeah Yeah, we know that yeah but but the thing is i would say is just test and verify yourself yeah don't take anything we say 100 percent. yeah test and verify because you could you could be the anomaly you could be yeah Yeah. you You never know
0: you could be the person that's weird uh Mm -hmm. and that's the good thing and the bad thing is there's so much information out there yeah
2: whether it be good or bad there's just so much out there you can look up
0: yeah. Well, hopefully we'll I I will probably pair up with you to really to build a, a new and correct chart uh, to put on the website uh, that I am eventually going to build. I swear <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make this website someday. Yes. Uh, but uh, I think that's something. Is all all the time I see this yes. chart. Well, is this chart right or is this chart wrong? Well. And this chart was made for one. Oh, well, most of the time they're made for uh, half the ones I've seen and made for trad. Uh, right. Trad yeah. guys.
2: Yeah. Trad compound.
0: Uh, and that's not, uh, yeah. You know, and it's, can't. it's a completely different reaction. Yeah. Uh, so, but you're shooting fingers on, uh, for the trad and the old ones that Easton yeah, made. Yeah, so, definitely.
2: Uh, so it's one of those things. I mean, you just got to test
0: and verify. Yeah. Test and verify. It's so yep. the way you'll find out. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, anything else? I don't know. Yeah, All I don't right. Know. Know. I guess that'll be it. Could be it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks
2: again, man. Hey, I appreciate no, it. Thanks for coming down. It was a good time. Thanks yeah. For taking the long naps on the couch.
0: It yeah. Needs that. Yeah. It really needs that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> i'm a napper. I'm a mid mid midday napper, especially when I've been hunting in the morning. I've got oh, yeah, got some a, got some pups here to to nap with me. So, uh, cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening and uh, checks out on social media. I think we're we're gonna now that. Uh, hunting season has started we'll actually have some more pictures and stuff to post so uh, uh, checks out facebook instagram all that fun stuff Uh, where where can they like follow you uh, you've got well you've got a, you've got photography Instagram yeah, right yeah I've got Evan Tice photo yeah okay that you can look up and it's T T-H-E-I-S
2: yes T-H-E-I-S okay. yes. alright Evan Tice, Tice photo then just my Facebook page I post archery polls on there right now I'm actually starting to build data to help people so yeah that'll be a good one so just follow me
0: at Evan Tice look cool look me up dope well thanks again I know I've said thanks like eight times now but uh, really appreciate it and uh, thanks everyone for listening and stay lethal